0: All right, so here we go. Between you and me, right, right where you are right are in this moment, this is exactly where you're meant to be. Ancestors, thank you so much.
1: The blood that gives me life, in the waking of her daughters, and the burying of these bones to the birthing waters, where I find myself reborn. Stark, Thank you so much Karina for being here today with
2: us to share ancestral knowledge about the grief wheel, about our wombs, about ancestral healing and I'm so so grateful to have you here today. Thank you so
0: much. You're so welcome. My purpose is being fulfilled. (laughs) It was, Mm -hmm. she started to realize the ancestors are in the
3: rock. Mm. They're
0: millions of years old in these crystals, in these rocks, in these plants, in these feathers. In, in my deerskin bundle for my obsidian pipe, there's millions of years old of teachings that have no language called English.
3: Uh-huh. They
0: have no language called hoo. They have no language called key. They have no language. They have sound. They have whispers. They have <laughs> and we have to find that way and so the grief wheel so with permission and respect to my mother line and my father line the first shamans and the medicine people and the shambala warriors from which this teaching comes so the resource for your people is think like a mountain it's a very thin book but it really is a book about leadership think like a mountain think about that how does a mountain think <laughs> by John Seed from Australia, who's still alive by the way, Arne Ness from Sweden, who's passed on, thank you so much. And Joanna Macy, who's still alive and a very powerful Buddhist elder in Berkeley, California in um, a community. And she has a multiply housed community that she's the elder for. And guess what? Who, Who are they taking to feed there in their community? People on death row. Hmm. who get paroled or paroled from death row and they're old Hmm. and they've been 30 and 40 years in prison Hmm. and Joanna Macy has said to her youth now these are youth getting trained you know in permaculture yes in gardening yes but in learning to look into the eyes and the heart of a man who's been on death row for more of his life than he's been outside of prison now, what does that do to a soul? It matures it. No more temper tantrums. It cultivates and renders service to humanity in a way that nothing else can. Nothing else can. So, I want to share those pieces because we are slovenly in our grief. Mm. We th- we think, well, if we don't get our own way, we're going to like my client friend and I, my mm. granddaughter's learned how to have temper tantrums and you know, both her father and mother, I don't know why my son does it because he's heard me say no many times, but they're afraid to say no to an almost six-year-old. Why? Hmm. They're afraid of her temper. Well, what's all that about? Well, it's, it's part of, it's the
2: it's grief. It's the unrest grief within the parent that says, I can't handle seeing your grief because your grief resonates with my grief. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to end up on the crying on the floor too. Like that, I've, I've lived that
0: there you go and why don't we have a family temper tantrum because why we, don't we why don't we do that Emotions. yeah why don't we get real with the intelligence of all of this yeah. so uh, I just want to give one more temper tantrum story and then I want to go to the grief wheel because I yeah. do want to establish the structure for it with thanks to my elders so my my daughter Kirstie Jane Conway we had moved to Ottawa from Sault Ste. Marie And um, we had gone over to Steinberg's grocery store. And she, I think she was about maybe two and a half, maybe three. So grocery stores are designed for parents to get taken by what's on the lower shelves because the kids see only what's on the lower shelves. And they put all the sugary junk food on the lower shelves.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, so she doesn't have sugar cereal. She doesn't have colored food coloring in her diet, so okay. she's she. We're in the cereal section, and she's down there, and she's looking at Snap Crackle Pop, which is okay. But down there, she's got honeyos and she's got Twix, and they're little beings, they're little characters that are saying like, "Eat me, eat me, eat me." and turn different colors and have a lot of energy because of his sugar. You know, I mean, they have so many messages in the advertising that's absolutely sinful, absolutely wake up people. It's violating the truth of what our children need. So anyway, she starts having, I say no, and she lays down. I've never seen her have a temper tantrum. She lays down on her tummy and starts going no. And then she looks up at me going, Like I can hear the telepathy. She goes, I wonder if this is going to work. Like she's in the curiosity of wonder if this is going to work. She's not having a true temper tantrum. (laughs) She's imitating. So life is the first steps of learning is imitate. So I lie down on my belly and I start doing what she's doing. And I look at her and I go, wow, this is fun. And then she looks at me, she goes, well, it's not fun if you're going to do it. So she stands up and we push the grocery cart and move on Uh as parents as mothers as women we must have strategies of meet the pain meet the frustration meet the sorrow meet the despair where it is meet it no don't judge it don't criticize it don't push it away don't be like you know I don't have time for this no make time for this because if you don't have time when they're little Then what's going to happen when they're teenagers? Slow suicide. Yeah. You know, they're going to have oversexed relationships and not know what sex is about. And I think it's important to recognize that Spirit Weavers, when I went to Spirit Weavers, how do I get to all these places? Young people invite me. Hmm. I I don't I don't volunteer. I don't say, oh, well, you know, have me be the grandmother that opens the ceremony. (laughs) You know, I volunteer when someone asks me, but they're always young people. Hmm. they're always young people. Young people are missing elders. Young people are missing grandmas. Young people are missing go-tos. A cell phone is not a go-to. FaceTime is not a go-to. Computer is not, a, you know, these these little books. My granddaughter's into making videos here, and I, I feel like I have to meet her where that is. And then when she gets her, like, two or three videos done, then she can put it down, and then she can actually play in my garden. Hmm. But I, I don't say put it away yet. You know, I feel like she's got to run the wave through. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Spirit Weaver's at the invitation of Hannah Germstad, Hannah's invocation was, Grandma, they need someone like you. Mm-hmm. Now, who is someone like me? Well, there's only someone like this. Though. I'm the only one that's like this. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there are other grandmothers. But we're all parts of aspects of the crystal of all the grandmothers. We're all parts of this mandala of women, which I pulled. And so we're all parts of this mandala of woman grandmother. We're all parts of the great grandmother. We're all parts of Tonantzin. We're all parts of Pachamama. We're all parts of the physical earth. We're parts of the land and the territory, the Galakalaks and the territory of the Namgi. We're part of this teaching. We're not separate from it. And the commonality, and it was very clear in this journey that I'm about to take your people and you on with Maria Stark, the commonality is woman's blood. Hmm. It's the blood that brings us here. It's the blood. Yeah. So there's nowhere else to go other than let's go into the blood. So I'm just going to invite you to relax. And I'm going to take you on a little journey and I'm going to help you to establish that, number one, you're not alone. Number two, you have sounds and songs of your womb that are wanting to be sung. Number three, that you're walking in the moccasins, the bare feet, the sandals, shoes, and the boots of hundreds and thousands of women who are breaking the silences. And lastly, there is a structure called a wheel a circle in the middle of nature that you will always be able to resource when you step into your pain. Know that it's not personal. It's your ancestral body of grief, unfelt, unmet, untouched, unrespected. So taking a deep breath, just imagine that you're Traveling with my voice as your guide, thank you so much for respecting my voice as your guide in this moment. And as you breathe, know that the only thing you need to do is breathe with the creator. That you and the creator are breathing the same breath. The breath that you're breathing now is the breath of your ancestors. The breath that you're breathing now is the breath of 2,000-year-old trees. The breath that you're breathing right now is the breath of our homelands and our mother tongues. The breath that we are breathing right now is the breath of the earth itself. Six billion years of breathing in space. Give yourself time to settle in space, in time, in your buttocks, in your body, through your breath. Let your breath be a way of entering within the sacred temple known as your body. There's nothing you need to do. There's no checklist. There's no need to take notes. There's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else to do. Just listen to a grandmother guiding you on a journey into your grief into the pain of your ancestors. Like all journeys, it begins, it has a middle, and it has an ending. I reassure you, when you enter, we will not abandon you. We will not avoid your experience. We will walk with you. We will hold you. We will embrace you. Imagine that you're moving like a flock of geese, like a herd of buffalo, like a herd of reindeer towards a circle in the middle of the north meadows in the wilderness. You're walking alongside a river. Is your river flowing swiftly is your river drying up? Is there drought in your riverbed? What is your river like? You're moving with women with wings. You're moving with women with antlers. You're moving with women with tusks. You're moving in the divine feminine, all moving to a wheel called grief. You are met at the cervical ring of this wheel by two women, one on either side of you. One is black and the whites of her eyes are yellow and her brown eyes are so deep that you sink into Africa. And the other is yellow, a cheerful smiling oriental face with high cheekbones and a little nose and she's shorter than the black sister. But the yellow and the black are your sisters and they smudge you with sage. They smudge you with vulture feathers. They smudge you knowing the map of these transformer points on your body to remove from you that which has been burdening you, pain suffering sorrow despair fear of a future that may never happen the way the past was so you move through this narrow passage let's call it the vagina the great vase and you look behind you and there's many many other women And you look ahead of you and there's many women waiting for you. You're not alone. You're re-entering the great sacred womb of grief. Remembering grief was part of conception. Because you had to leave divine time and space in order to be conceived. The first point of grief. And you go to your left, to the east, and there's a grandmother opposite you, to the west of women, and a grandmother to the north of you, a grandmother to the south of you, and a grandmother to the east of you. The grandmothers are holding the space and beyond them are grandfathers. Grandfathers are the space holders. They love the grandmothers. In fact, they adore grandmothers. Grandmothers and grandfathers are very affectionate in this grief wheel because they want their children and grandchildren to be exposed to the other side of pain, the other side of grief. So the grandmothers are offering different experiences at each of the directions. Come with us to confusion and stand there. Maria with her guitar rattles and sings a song. I honor my lineage. I honor this cycle. I honor the spiral of life. And that's our theme song throughout this whole journey. I'm honoring that it's a spiral of descent and ascension. I'm honoring that it's a cycle of beginning, middle and end and I'm honoring that everything that we thought was is no longer in this moment. And allow yourself to feel confusion in the East. Grandmother of the East shows you confusion. She has created a confusion of a mandala. There's no order in the East. There's no order, it's confusing. There's a bunch of twigs and a bunch of dead leaves and a bunch of dead flowers and there's feathers and there's a profusion of confusion, but there's no sorting it out. It just is confusion. And you are invited, all of you listening to this podcast, you are invited to rest and relax in confusion. Do nothing. Do nothing in confusion, do nothing. Experience mental confusion. Digest it, where does it live in your body? Relax into it, where does it live in your soul? Realize that there may be someone to your left, your mother's side, or to your right, your father's side, who hmm, offered you the amoebas and parasites of confusion that eat up your creativity? Who was that being that never rested in confusion, that controlled when they became confused? And be that being sit in that being's confusion, discreate your separation from confusion and be it in empathy and compassion, expand, explore what was so confusing for that being. What triggered confusion? What activated the controller, the critic, the judge that tried to control and take over when there was confusion. And own your own strategy that you created a strategy to defend against confusion rather than to sit in confusion. And hear Marias rattle, rattle your bones. This is confusion in the spiral of life. This is confusion in the cycles of life. This is confusion. And look now. The wheel is completely circled by women. All of the women have come in the cervical ring, smudged by the black and the yellow. All of the women have come and met a grandmother in the east, the south, the west and the north. And I, Grandmother Karina, today I'm sitting in the west. I shall sit in the west of women. And there's a grandmother in each of these directions. And in front of these grandmothers, are symbolic representations, little altars to how grief manifests. And women have moved to a direction that is most telling for them. It's like Edgar Ellen Poe's story, The Telltale Heart. If your heart is going blah, 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 blah at a certain direction, go there. Listen to your heart. If your heart is going blah, 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 hopping out of your chest, go there. Break the silence. Listen to your heart. Listen to the heart that guides you—not love and expansive, easy flowing—but listen to the blah 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 blah. Listen to how the heart wants to bubble up. So all of these women are gathered now. There's 35 to 40 women. The songs have been sung, and now Grandmother Karina rises from the west and moves into the center of the circle and asks, who here is bleeding? Blood. Out of those 35 to 40 women, we have at least six or seven women who are currently bleeding. Who here has brought blood? Because on the portfolio of initiations, there says, it says, if you are currently bleeding, bring your blood to the grief wheel. And so there are women who come who bring blood in mason jars. Now we have 10 to 12 women who offer their blood. These 10 to 12 women use their hands in the center of this grief wheel and they dig a hole 12 inches deep. They dig a hole into Mother Earth, into Pachamama, into Madre Tierra, into Lady Gaia. They dig a hole, not to extract, not to take from, not to hide bodies in caskets, but to give back to. And each woman puts a piece of the earth in front of her and pours her blood back to the mother, back to her who bleeds through her rivers, who bleeds through her rivers, who bleeds through her rivers for us. There is a stillness in our circle. As we are touched deeply by the knowing of blood shed for us. As we shed blood for our men to be born, for our children to come, we shed blood as though it were a wound rather than a gift, a cycle a story, a way of giving back to her. The women slowly take the earth, touch it to their hands, to their hearts and to their wombs. The heart is the second heart, the womb is the first heart and put the earth back on top of the blood. They look at each other Some of them weep, some of them are sobbing, deeply touched by this initiation. And some look at Grandmother Karina and offer a stripe of their blood to my third eye, to my cheeks, to the tip of my cute nose and three stripes to my chin. Some touch my throat and my heart with blood. I am initiated once again. For I am a woman who holds blood, but now is one with blood again. The youth initiating the elders. The women return to the circle. And the grief wheel unfolds. As there is drumming and drumming and drumming and drumming, like the pulse of a large one-hearted woman of the earth drumming. And suddenly, one woman screams in the north, anger, rage, fury. And another woman collapses in the west in despair, uncontrollably sobbing even more. And another wraps herself up like a cocoon in the south of scaredness, not knowing how to release herself in this fetal position. And another in confusion doesn't know where to go and wants to leave the circle, but there's no going back because we are in the womb of grief. We are in this time of grief, of graveyards, to tombstones, to yew trees. We are in the grief of the forests. We are in the grief of the loss of 300-year-old trees were in the grief of damming the Columbia River, were in the grief of hospitalization and surgicalization and C-sections for deliveries of babies with mother's feet in steel, in steel, feeling only coldness as though it were an operating table, and an operating room that is a performance for the sake of doctors, for the sake of anesthesiologists, not in home, and bed, in water, in love, not held by momos, and grandmothers, and midwives, and doulas, and not breathed by men who conceived these babies. The grief is enormous. It's generations of grief. It's an activation for all women to experience grief of being masked, of being locked down, of being shut down, of being jabbed, of being spiked, being hurt, of being violated, being told this is a mandate, just obey or else of being threatened with the loss of jobs and money and income to pay rent or mortgages or buy food for children because women have forgotten the garden of grandmothers. Women are dependent, co-dependent on men who create security through finances, but guess what, money is not the answer. It's food from the forests, it's foraging, it's gardening, it's community, it's like my village, In Fintown and Sault Ste. Marie, it's build a long table and everybody gets fed, put the soup pots back on the stoves. For God's sake, emerge from this domination and this domineering of a hurt masculine, of a wounded man. And be the woman who is the go-to for this man, be the grandma the ancestor who initiates this man to his pain, to his grief. But the only way you can do it is to feel your own. There's no avoiding. This is our experience. As confusing as it is. There too is the south. Walk there to the grandmother. This grandmother of the South has warm blankies, blankies and stuffed animals. This grandmother is a cuddly one. She's chubby and cute, but more importantly, she's a go-to in the South. She sees how scared you are to walk from confusion to scaredness. She sees how afraid you are that this future may never unfold. She sees this. And she greets you and your sisters with her blankies. She says, choose your stuffy. If you want a bottle, I'll give you a bottle. It's scary now. If you want to cuddle on my lap, sit on my lap. I know how scared it is for you to be a woman, for you to be a child, for you to be conceived in these times, for you to come from the stars and the other nations, and for you to How can you rest in scaredness? And she wraps you up. She shows you how to turn on the right side of your body and bring your knees to your chest and wrap your arms around your knees. And she wraps you and your sisters up and sings and rocks to you. Maria sings another song. I honor my lineage. This is a spiral. This is a cycle. But this is grief and this is scaredness. There are women who've been through scaredness who come. They are the women who've smudged you. Black like the night, yellow like the rising sun. And they come and rock the women who are scared. One hand on the left hip, and another hand on the left shoulder, the feminine is touched. The masculine is surrendered to the earth and they rock you, they coddle you. And this is not spoiling my darlings. This is acceptance. This is surrender to scaredness. This is meeting fear. This is being held and embraced. And so moments and moments and moments pass this origination journey, this usually takes three hours. So just know that I'm moving fairly quickly through it. When you're ready to establish the space for yourself, take time, the time is now to expand into the space. So when you feel complete, Look to your grandmother and give thanks as you gave thanks to the grandmother of Confucian, give thanks to the grandmother of scaredness for she has held you, she has rocked you, she has loved you. Embrace your sisters black and yellow, white and red. I often say they're blue and purple and green as well. And know that you are met and held, honored, respected and able now to respond to others who are confused, others who are scared. And now come to Grandmother Karina in the West. This is the place of suicide, my darlings. This is the place of the slow killing of the soul purpose. This is the place of despair. And when women feel despair, women tend to take big razors to their wrists, take knives to their hands, Women tend to eat horrid food, go to A&W and go to McDonald's and drink coffee from Tim Hortons. Women go too fast over the west door of grief rather than sink into despair because women are afraid of death. Women, you see, want to control the descent. Don't you see they want to control the descent of the fetus down? When labor begins, they want this labor to end because few people can say to people who are laboring, this too will pass. This is called labor. This is a contraction. Let's breathe differently. So because women are not entrained by doulas and midwives to breathe through despair, women avoid despair. Women don't relax into despair. Women aren't brought to the water's edge in despair. Women aren't wrapped with warm blankets, sat in water, and let howl in despair with knees to the chest to labor and deliver in the river of lifetimes. Women aren't remembered to the remembering of the ancient ways of the mother. Despair. Who will take care of my despair? Grandmother Karina will. I am your go-to here in the West. Come into the dark room. It's hot. I've prepared a sweat lodge for you. It's the shape of a dome. It has a star at the top. There's a fire in the front and in the center is a hole. Women have poured blood into that hole for you. Bring your despair here. Bring your labor here. Bring your contractions here. Bring the confusion, scaredness, and the despair here. That you will die? Yes, you will. You will pass through this portal. This is an initiation. Come. The grandmothers come one at a time But this time there's hot rocks, thousands of years old of rocks. No river rocks because they break in a sweat lodge. They are rocks, like the firmament of the earth. They are rocks. And there is a sister who comes and serves you in your despair lodge. The sister has a pitchfork and brings one rock at a time. And the grandmother puts sage onto the rocks, puts Palo Santos onto the rocks, puts sweet grass onto the rocks, pours frankincense, incense, and myrrh onto the rocks to be rebirthed. And you are howling in your pain. Your knees are to your chest. And grandmother says, grab the structure of this lodge. Reach up, grab it. And another sister on one side and the other sister on the other side says, sister, breathe with us.
3: Ah.
0: Ah. Ah. And when you're ready, they let you go and invite you to lie down. But this time you lie down with the back, your scapula, your neck and shoulders, on a womb of a woman who's already delivered children. And you feel the pulse of her belly on the back of your skull. And you know you are held in the pelvic basin of a woman who trusts, who knows, who respects, who is able to respond to your need, your journey. Your contraction, your despair. Will this contraction ever end? Yes, she never says it. She is it. She never says a word. She is your pelvic bowl breath, breathing you, breathing trust, breathing fierce faith into your body, laboring. In despair, will this pain ever end? Yes. Her body breathes, yes. The other sister holds your womb laboring, holds your legs stroking, holds all of you loving you. And lo and behold, everything finally ends. Contraction, despair. And the final urge to push is completed. Oh, the final urge to push completes the cycle of despair forever. No more despair. For your new being, your new self, your new infant, your new presence, your expanded soul purpose is now here birthed out of despair. And every single sister in this Westgate Lodge celebrates every single other sister with embraces and love and spit and saliva and afterbirth and yes, tears of joy and rapture and bliss and prayers are spontaneously spouted from the roof of the sweat lodge to the rest of the grief wheel. We have come forth. We are here. And nothing is left to say but emerge. And dirty, sweaty, tear streaked blood, splayed on open legs, the birth has Ended, the cycle has ended and something new has been innovated, initiated and come through. And who is there for you coming out of the lodge? But the black woman and the yellow woman and the purple woman and the red woman and the white woman and all these other women who've been there in despair before you. And they say, yes, you are here, you are here, welcome. You are here. And the north gate is open. And the grandmother of the north gate says, But there's more here. There's more here. The grief is not complete yet. And so you joyously, tentatively go to the north. What is here? What what could be more? I I thought I, I thought I was complete. What 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 could be more? And the grandmother of the north looks and says. Colibri, hummingbird, child girl, woman, baby, infant come. There's more, it's called the future. It's called frustration, it's called anger, it's called rage, it's called future fury. It's called what if your child was killed by a bus at nine years old and never fulfilled her purpose? It's called, what if your initiation of your project never launched itself into the freedom to be fully itself, frustration. It's called, what if that man is unfaithful and does not stay with you and does not know how to hold your grief and does not understand your despair or scaredness? For your child, for your project, for your future? And what if he leaves and abandons rage? What happens when a government declares hospitalization and pharmaceuticalization and jabs as a mandate? And yet you know instinctually in your animal skin, in all of your knowing, in all of your being that you will never be violated. Can you find your no and rage it with the fierceness and give up commodities and give up conveniences and give up fake eyelashes and toxic eyebrows and hair coloring and can you live simply And feed others with your fierce knowing that this is a new future of ancient wisdom. This is a new future of ancient wisdom. This is a new way of ancient lineages of grandmothers and great-grandfathers and ancient mother tongues that sound foreign to the English language, sound even foreign to Chinese and African dialects sound foreign to the Kalahari, because it is the language of animals. It is the language of the stillness of mountains. It is the language of the fire volcanoes. It is the language of a waterfall. It is the language of steel blue ice falling off the edges of glaciers in the Antarctic. And penguins are the only one hearing it. But penguins take care of their young. Penguins take care of their young as a whole group, penguins male and female care for their young. What have we forgotten that we are so frustrated about? We are so confused, so scared, so in despair because we have forgotten and that is the ultimate grief. We have not expanded enough. We have not reached backwards enough to remember. We have not gone higher enough to know the divine way. We have not got deep into the earth enough to listen to her. We have not sat at the roots of a 2,000-year-old tree or embraced with 12 women a 300-year-old cedar in Paradise Valley, British Columbia. We have not gone top of Crystal Mountain in Nelson, B.C., and gathered crystals at the creek and brought them to the top to the sweat lodges. We have not listened to the copper tube that goes down that mountain and listened to what the mountain says. We have not listened to the mountains. We are not leaders. And that's our anger, frustration and rage because we know we are leaders. We are the leadership of the future because we have birthed everything that is here on this planet has come through either a C-section, unfortunately, or a cervical ring. And we are the leadership. In our one body womb, we are leaders. Nursing what? What are we nursing, nourishing, nurturing? Are we the go-to's? We are grieving the loss of our own soul's purpose. And this is the grief of woman, one ripple into a wave, into a rising cresting wave, into a crashing tsunami of grief on the edges of our lives that we cannot run away from. We cannot ever avoid the responsiveness and the ability to respond to what's happening now on planet earth, the collective, grief, the collective avoidance of experiencing the trauma of our ancestors, and thus the trauma of women, the trauma of children, the trauma of nature itself. So now we are at the end of the grief wheel. Look there at every single woman, 35 to 40, every single one is an aspect of your soul Every single one knows grief, recognize her, resonate with her, hold her, love her, be enraptured by her presence on the planet. She is real, touch her. She has put blood into the center of this wheel, back into the earth to teach you give your blood. Look at this grandmother's east, south, west, north, and the grandfathers holding space. Listen to your river the river of all lifetimes. Look at the trees who've held space for you, the rocks who've sacrificed themselves for you. The fire of your ignition is needed here. Ignite your passion to be here, to be alive, to be fiercely alive. And when you're ready, listen to this recording over and over and over again. Walk your wheel. Grieve. We hold you. We love you. We embrace you. Only women can grieve this way with women. No man can know this. Only women. Men know men's grief until men return to their wombs, their mothers, and grieve together and grieve the loss of mother tongue and motherland and mother's ways. The way through for a man is through grandmothers have rebirthed many men through her breasts and through her cervical ring. She has labored them in the lodges. When you men are ready, grandmothers are here. We were born for this. For now, sisters, for now, daughters, granddaughters, -granddaughters, great-granddaughters, great-great-great-granddaughters, you are women of this wisdom. You are women of this ancient accord. Trust the crystal clarity of these transmissions. They were guided and directed for you to come forth, to come home, to be here, to be now. The vagina, the earth vase opens. Three, four at a time, you leave this womb circle space of grief. You are smudged again, but this time by a red and white woman Indigenous to the land, Seneca, Anishinaabe, Ojibwa, Huron, Chippewa, Sinex, Lakota, Dakota, Skamish, Stutland. You are here being smudged by the Indigenous Only through your grief will they recognize you. Only through the grief of what we have done to the land will you be held and embraced. The white woman smudges because she is grieved. She is a sister of the red and together they create a pink ray, the pink of rhodochrosite the pink of rhodonite, the pink of rosy quartz. Receive our love, for you are loved. And when you leave the cervical ring of this grief wheel, know that you will never be the same. You will never look at yourself in a mirror the same. You will never look at a woman the same. You will never touch your child in the same way, nor will you ever touch your man in the same way. For you are forever grieved and forever birthed and forever embraced, just as you are. For all our relations, return to the trees, return to where you are. Touch your fingers, touch your toes, touch your nose. Understand that you have been flicked by the flicker's feathers. Touch your ears, touch the top of your head and really touch your fontanelle so that you can be here now. Be here now in your body. In this body, it's safe to be in the temple. It's safe to be embodied. It's safe to be here now. It's safe to be a leader, darlings. It's safe to join with your elders. And it's safe certainly to call us grandmothers for you're the future grandmothers. Know yourself in us, for we are united in our soul's purpose today. For all our relations, we thank you to the above, to the deep within, to the below, and to all of the directions, to the Shambhala warrior training, to Trompo Rinpoche who brought it from the Himalayas, to those who maintain the teachings in Shambhala in the Himalayas. Om Tara. Be fierce. Go in peace. My mission has been fulfilled in this journey today. My purpose has been fulfilled. I see your eyes sparkling with tears. Make sure you have time. Just for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Would you like to do closure with a song? Yes. We always return to song, by the way. And we we return to gatherings, and we return to unstoppable joy.
2: Because on the other side of the grief wheel,
0: welcome, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for your time today, Grandmother Kari. Time for some unstoppable joy.
0: Let's do it. Thank you so much, Elena. Thank you, Family hearters. Thank you to your mother line and father line. Thank you so much. Dude.
3: of uh-huh. life I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: I played that for my almost six-year-old granddaughter, Talal Autumn Conway, last year. And I played it in my car. And I had shown her the video of Maria with those beautiful yellow wings. And she said, I want wings like that. So, of course, she got wings like that. And I played it for her in my car. And she looked at me and she said, Omi, you love this woman, don't you? And I said, I surely do. And then she said... And this woman really loves you. And I said, yes, she surely does. So I want to give thanks to Maria Stark, her beautiful husband and partner for his really profound teachings to the um, Unitarian Universalist Church and for both of them living a life of great principle. And I, I honestly, my work is amplified because of people like Maria and her husband. Thank you so much.
2: well that was awesome thank you so much for listening all the way to the end how easily can you imagine that this experience is integrated already slow down into every cell of your sit on the back of a turtle that you will begin to ride the,
0: the turtle as you go around the wheel when you need to retreat go within and when you're ready to move on move on a
2: matter of it's
0: your rhythm how much you trust your rhythm trust your journey
2: you may choose and know that you're loved feel that this moment forever
0: unstoppable joyously and really and love
2: <laughs> or in the days and weeks ahead getting curious about how fully and completely
3: this experience yeah. has
2: formed your life
0: thank you so it's much the awesome for the opportunity you are to blessed i truly enjoyed it thank you how you would like to integrate
2: this information into every cell of your being. Thank you so much for being a part of the Joygasmic Life podcast. And I am so grateful to have you here and be a part of it. If you haven't already, head over to joygasm.me to check out our Joygasmic Birth Blueprint ebook and course, which give you all of the information that you need to become a Joygasmic Mama, whether you are postpartum or whether you're expecting your first baby. This course absolutely has tips and tricks for you that will help prepare you for birth prepare you for the birth of your next child and prepare you for peaceful and joygasmic mothering on the other side so Absolutely. The way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything. And so, by utilizing and beginning to build a practice of joygasmic alchemy, you will absolutely become a better mother and hold space as I am and as many, many women are for the enlightenment of the planet. We do that first by working on ourselves and then offering that support and that enlightened nature within ourselves to our families. And then from there, it ripples out. So, if you haven't already checked that out, go check that out now again it's joygasm.me we've also got courses on rescuing your relationship bulletproof mom how to be able to handle even the most intense toddler or uh, special needs child later on in life as well as a multitude of new courses that are coming out we're absolutely grateful to get to have you as a part of that and remember you, anyone who participates in the funding of the podcast absolutely gets a membership access, which allows you to access the bonus features, the ends of some of our episodes, exercises from our guests, as well as featured free content from them. So... Super glad to have all of you who are a part of that already here, and thank you so much for being a part of the Joygasmic Life family. If I could leave you with only one tip for how to be an orgasmic, joygasmic mama in this world, the invite would be to really step into and embody the knowledge that you are actually here for a reason, and that that reason is to be an enlightened being for your family. They chose you for a reason. They chose you on this consciousness journey for a reason. And you absolutely have the tools and skills to be able to do this if you're struggling, please reach out. I am more than happy to help people rewire what's going on their brain, create a new story, and create a more powerful experience so you can be the kind of mama for your kids that you really have dreamed of. You absolutely deserve it, and your children absolutely deserve it. I look forward to getting to know you more, and I look forward to co-creating through the membership content. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you on the next
3: podcast.